welcome to five minutes in the word this is your daily podcast which spends a few minutes looking at god's word we are continuing our study in the book of acts we're in chapter 18 looking at verses 7 and 8 read from today's new international version according to matthew henry when the Jews would not allow uh, Paul to go on peaceably with his work in their meeting place, which would be the synagogue, this honest man opened his doors to him and told him he would be welcome to preach there. Paul accepted their proposal. It was not the first time that God's ark had taken up its lodging in a private home. And that's, again, according to Matthew Henry. And he's alluding to the passage in uh, the Old Testament where the Ark of the Covenant, during David's time, was um, lodged at someone's home, stayed at someone's home, and how that house was blessed. But let me continue. When Paul could not have liberty to preach in the synagogue, he preached in a house without any disparagement to God's doctrine. Let's listen to Acts chapter 18, verses 7 and 8, read from today's New International Version. Then Paul left the synagogue and went next door to the house of Titius Justice, a worshiper of God. Crispus, the synagogue leader, And his entire household believed in the Lord. And many of the Corinthians who heard Paul believed and were baptized. Again, Acts chapter 18, verses 7 and 8, read from today's New International Version. I'll be back with insights and we'll close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening and following my podcast, which can be heard almost anywhere podcasts are heard, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. Like and follow at Minutes Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that was Acts chapter 18, verses 7 and 8, read from today's New International Version. Paul immediately gave practical proof of his solemn renunciation of the Jews by departing from the synagogue and went not into the house of a Jew, but into the house of a proselyte, the otherwise unknown justice, who is not to be identified with Titus, And this is not the Titus that Paul wrote to. Um, And there's lots of discussion if you read the commentaries about that. But anyway, that Paul went to the non-Jewish house nearest to the synagogue is entirely in keeping with the profoundly excited emotion under which he acted and with his decision and character. He used this house for the purpose of teaching and worship. We may suppose that his, he stayed, he continued to lodge, to stay with Aquila and Priscilla. 
And then it mentions Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue. His previous distinguished position among the Jews and the conversion of his entire family would make him noticeable among Christian converts. There may have been more than one synagogue in Corinth. This shows that Paul treated the Jews of Corinth with love and grace even after they rejected him and his message. And it also shows that the Jews in Corinth, especially this household, was interested in hearing what Paul had to say. His heart was ready to receive the gospel. So we thank God again for fertile ground that the word of God uh, falls on. Uh, Anyway, back to the commentaries. Uh, Paul certainly did not forbid Jewish people from coming to Jesus. He merely switched the focus of his evangelism from the Jews who continually, not all of them, but some of them, continually rejected the message. Even though this is scripture, they've studied all of their lives. They know, uh, you know, all the books of the prophets, all the books of law, all of the uh, doctrine in the in what we would call the Old Testament. So they studied the scripture and rejected the message that Jesus is the Messiah that was promised. So because they did not want to hear it, he um, changed his focus to the Gentiles. Crispus was one of the few in Corinth whom Paul personally baptized, and that can be read in Acts chapter, not Acts, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 14. The conversion of such a powerful, important man must have tended greatly to exasperate the other Jews and to further the progress of the Christian faith among the Corinthians. And again, you know, as soon as God's word gets um, is taught to the Jewish nation, to so many in the, of the Jewish faith, they, um, they protest. They don't want to hear it. And uh, that's why Paul shook the dust off of his, his garments and even his sandals. He didn't want anything to do with the destruction that lie ahead because they rejected uh, the message of salvation. Many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. Um, even in this voluptuous and wicked city. Perhaps the power of the gospel was never more signaled than in converting sinners in Corinth and rearing a Christian church in a place so desolate and abandoned. It was, if it was adapted adapted to such a place as Corinth, which was known for its wickedness, if a church under the power of Christian truth could be organized there, it is adapted to any city, and there is none so corrupt that the gospel cannot change and purify. And we thank God for that. Let's pray. 
Father, we thank you. We thank you for the picture that when one door closes, you always open another. Thank you, God. We're praying for those who need you in a special way, especially those missionaries whose uh, heart it is to spread the gospel, to share the good news of salvation. God, we pray that you keep them, that you provide for them, that you uh, open doors that have been closed in their faces, Father, that you protect them, especially in places that's hostile, in the name of Jesus. And Father, I want to stop and thank you right now for uh, the, the good news that I received about my health scare. Thank you, Father, that there were no malignancies, that everything came back normal. So I thank you for that. Praying for my little great niece. God, you know what's going on with her little body. Uh, help her as she continues to heal, to heal, especially after my nephew said that when they um, looked at that car and the car in which to her, she and her mom were in and her mom lost her life, that it, it's the angels just put a cocoon around that baby and protected her in such a way that it appeared that no one could have possibly been in that back seat. So God, we thank you for miracles because God, you are a God of miracles, signs and wonders, which is what our pastor will be preaching for the next month or so. We thank you for those miracles. We thank you for those signs. We thank you for wonders. We praise you, God, because you are a God of miracles, signs and wonders. And thank you in advance for answered prayers for those who've asked for whatever their needs are. We place them at your feet. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.